Welcome to the Eagle and Child podcast, where we share the stories and thoughts of church history's heroes to inspire and equip the church of today. I'm your host, Leila Nahavandi. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello and welcome to the Eagle and Charm podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm Leila Nahavandi, your host, and I'm super excited to be here with my friend, Pastor Landon McDonald. Pastor Landon, how are you? I'm good because you're so positive. Oh my gosh. Were you like the- <laughs> Thank were you, you the my type, friend. Thank you, my friend. Were, were you, did you go to a college where you like had a dorm roommate? No, I actually um, lived with a friend. In Australia, we don't really live on campus. So I just rented okay. with a friend in a like little two bedroom apartment. Okay. Because I just feel like you would be a great- <laughs> college roommate to have someone oh. this positive this positive thank you, I'm thank sure you. would be very helpful in, in the morning oh thank you my friend oh yes. yeah and I'm definitely a morning person as well for sure for yes. sure no, yes thank you that's very kind of you and I wanted to introduce you as well because uh for those who don't know you you are very well known um you're on Theos you one of the my friend's greatest teachers I know they're always talking about your courses loving your content and everything that you're doing but you're also a teaching pastor at Mission Church in Phoenix Arizona married to the beautiful Brie who I got to meet um earlier this year at Theos conference who is just a legend. She is a million times cooler than I will ever hope to be in my entire life and just a wonderful person. And you have three beautiful kids as well um, and yes. awesome content on Instagram as well, which we'll plug a little bit later. Um, but it's Thank great you. to have you with us, my friend. We're talking about Washington Phillips today. So you were telling me before we started recording that you have not, you have not listened to this guy. I have never listened to Washington Phillips or maybe I've heard like the tiniest snippet, but I've, yeah. I've not like, yeah, I've n never heard of him until you we were like, I'm going to do Washington Phillips. I was like, great. That's awesome. But I have no context for him, no background. My theological and historical sort of study has never come across this guy. So I'm super excited to be learning yes. all about him today. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. This is going to be fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> How do we how do we dive into this guy? How yeah, we well, we usually would start with just a bit of a bio. So, just how did he become a Christian? What's his life story? What's his background? And sort of just some insight into his spiritual formation, if that's all right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, this Washington Phillips is an interesting one because, <laughs> you know, take C.S. Lewis, take. Mm -hmm any of these guys and they have so much information about them out there. Mm. So many biographies, so much info and stuff. And when you come to a guy like Washington Phillips, mm. up until, you know, the last 20 years, there was just little blurbs in albums mm. and in, you know, press releases because wow. he wrote and recorded in a level of obscurity that mm. I think really intrigued a lot of people. Um, I've noticed this with my Frank Ocean fandom, which I'm sure 
people will respect me less as a pastor when I tell them I'm a fan <laughs> of Mike Ocean. But he chooses to do virtually nothing on social media or interviews. And I think that that is, it is extremely cool. Now, obviously, Washington Phillips is not doing this on purpose because he's, it just mm. never, it never happened. But interestingly enough, um, a guy named Michael Corcoran, who was working mm. uh, for a newspaper in Austin uh, recently, uh, like, recently as in like in the last 20 or so years, because Washington Phillips mm -hmm. is from like 100 years ago. He had gotten the ability to write the liner notes for this dust to digital record label Washington Phillips set. And wow. he just traveled to East Texas, where Washington Phillips is from, and kind of got a lot of this information, which is cool because when I first started listening to Washington Phillips, there was like, you just open the CD and it's like, hey, it's this guy and there's a picture of him and you know <laughs> nothing about him and the music is... So anyways, the, all of this information has kind of been unearthed. This guy was like legit, mm, like wow. going to libraries and like talking to this guy's grandkids and all of this stuff. Yeah, wow, cool. Um, and I'll get back into that in a sec. But basically, Washington Phillips was uh, African American pastor in East Texas. He was born mm -hmm. in wow. uh, the 1890s, and he lived until 1954. Mm -hmm. And either his parents or his great or his grandparents or his great grandparents in his line uh, were slaves in America in East Texas. And so when the slaves were freed, his family was freed and people have said uh, that knew him that he celebrated Juneteenth every year by roasting an entire pig in his front yard, uh, which is amazing. And he was not an itinerant preacher uh, like you. He was, I think he preached at like three local churches because this is like small town, rural America. And I don't think he had any theological training. Um, and he also played music. And so the church uh, cool. that he was, yeah, yeah. The church that he was at was called, I think, Missionary Baptist Church in some really small town mm -hmm. in East Texas, which if you've been in East or West Texas outside of, you know, Houston, Dallas, and Austin, there is some crazy rural parts of Texas. And um, wow. so he he was just playing music and he would just hang and play music. And the, he wrote all these songs and he, he, the music was like, like blues and gospel. And cool. he like, he like would... Basically, he was writing these blues, they're like blues melodies, you know, like, I don't know if mm -hmm. the people listening to this are really into music, but like, like Robert Johnson is like the classic quintessential like blues guy from around the same time. And, you know, blues music like reuses melodies and they're, they're very predictable the, the, the melodies are very predictable. Like the first time you're listening to it, you like get what's happening because it's not, it's mm -hmm. not like built to be surprising. It's built to be mm -hmm. like, like familial and engaging. Like, mm -hmm. like some current hip hop music is like this. Like if you ever listen to a hip hop song mm -hmm. and it just sounds exactly like another hip hop song because they're mm -hmm. just using the exact same rhythm of singing. 
And it's more mm. like a shared, it's like a shared cultural element more than it yeah. is like a hyper original melody. So that it yeah. has the blues, those blues elements. Then it has the gospel elements of obviously the lyrics of mm. the music, which is very Christocentric, very mm. unique, which I'll come back to in a second. Um, but the, the most interesting part about his music and the part that most people focus on is the instrument that he played on, which is he played on, um, some people say that there, there's, there's a lot of different, like people say different things about what he played on. Some people call it a celestophone and some people <laughs> have described a wooden box that's like a, the size of a shoe box that he had his hands inside and hand hammered uh, strings inside that he would pluck with his hands. Other people have yeah. described it as um, a zither, which is okay. what he's holding in the cartoon on the cover of the um, Keys to the Kingdom compilation from 2005. And it's a zither okay. is like, like a like the shape of a harpsichord and it's like this big mm -hmm. and it just has strings that are tuned and he's hand plucking them. And they claim that he played two mm. zithers at the same time. And wow. so this is the thing about this music. It is like so familiar with the blues elements and the melodies mm. And then it's so the, 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 the zithers that he's playing are like really weird and unique and echoey. Mm. And so it's mixing these kind of two seemingly disparate elements into something that Beautiful. is extremely, extremely cool. And then like he just would like play music. This is the thing that I've learned about musicians from back then. Like a lot of them, they just played music and then someone just found them and was like, hey, do you want to record? Because <laughs> music is awesome. And if that never happened, no one would even know about this person. So wow. as far as I yeah, understand, cool. yeah, yeah. As far as I understand, he was like making music for like a hot minute. And then someone <laughs> like shows up and is like, hey, let's make this record. So he actually was on Columbia wow. Records which as far as I understand is still the same Columbia records today. And he made a bunch of songs for them. They were made, they made singles back then. And so he made a bunch of what are called shellac singles, which is kind of like the precursor to vinyl. If you've ever seen, it, it is a vinyl, but it's like, it's like made of a different material, like, and they're 10 inches, not 12 or mm -hmm. seven, typically like a vinyl. But if you've ever seen oh, yeah. like um, one of those, I used to have one of these, one of these like, things are like this big and you like wind it up and you play it. It doesn't even need to be plugged in. And then you put the needle down on the top. It's like an auto player, but it's like the size of like uh, an armoire. Yeah. Like, is it a, a gramophone or? Exactly. Exactly. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That's like typically yeah. playing like a shellac record. I, oh my gosh, okay. I must sound, I must sound so navel gazy right now. I'm like, so <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'm excited. I love so it. So interesting, like the most minute details of things. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and so he made these he made these shellac records. There was I think like seven or eight of them, and they all had an Very A side cool. and a B side. And that's it. That's the music. And then it kind of faded from obscurity. There's, you know, a lot of cool record labels like Dust to Digital or like Light in the Attic or some other mm -hmm. ones that basically just find old music and wow. release it. You know, they, they find it like here's an example of something I actually was just looking at. I have it on my desk. It's this thing called Take Me to the Water. And it is um, photograph vintage photography of baptisms from 1890 to 1950 in America. And then oh, in the back, that is so cool. It's so sick. And then in the back, there is like a CD. And they may even have a Washington Phillips song on it. I'm not sure. But that was the way that he first kind of got into any sort of public consciousness around now. There was a release um, that I have at home. I should have brought it with me, but I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been really cool to look at because I've kept my copy sealed because I'm the worst. Um, and <laughs> it is, a, it's a set called Goodbye Babylon. And it's Ooh, like, cool name. it's like a wooden box and it has six CDs of, um, classic out of print gospel music. And so someone had found one of these Washington Philip shellacs mm. and they loved it. And so then they got it on this compilation and That's then so other people heard this song and they were like, we want more of this. And then they found, yes. Oh, let's go track these down. And so they, I don't guy? know, like, yeah, exactly. Like, who is this guy? If you can imagine that, like we know everything yeah. that we want to know. So like you yeah. like an artist, you can, you know, be looking at what they did today within 60 yeah, seconds. Yeah, what they ate for breakfast. Yeah. Exactly. We have a yeah. staggering amount of mm. ability to be not actually close, but kind of mm. the perception of closeness to artists that we like. So people are listening yeah. to this song. They're like, who is this guy? Type in his name on Google. Mm. Nothing. There's just nothing there. There's nothing, you, no one knows anything. It's just lost to history. <laughs> so wow. people went and wanted to make these compilations. And his first single uh, that he released was, um, I can't, I think it was Denomination Blues. And that one sold 8,000 copies which I would have no way of knowing if that is a lot or a little at that time period. It sounds like a lot to me mm. for a person who mm. doesn't, no one knows who they were at least 25 years ago. And so people went and found yeah. these and tracked them down at various record stores. I'm sure a lot of them were scratched or destroyed and they found good copies mm. of them, made copies of them. And then they released these compilations of it. And then he kind of has attained this like, I mean, he's not like popular, but he has attained this kind of intriguing cult status. So they had released this label called Agram Blues released Denomination Blues, the um, compilation in 19, the 1970s. And then the popularity kind of went a little bit more from there. And the one I had was from 2005 and it's on this yazoo record label and it's called the key to the kingdom and that's the name of one of his songs mm -hmm. and um oh. 
that that was the one that I was listening to in college, like maybe I don't know, like fifteen years ago or something. Like to put it in context, he has thirty he has thirty thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. So he's not he's not popular at all. Like he's like remarkably unpopular. <laughs> but but if you're listening to this, if you're looking for you're looking for like you're looking for music that is artistically extremely interesting and also very worshipful and compelling. I th- mm-hmm. I would consider Washington Phillips to be one mm-hmm. of the best um, on that. And then as the final piece of the bio, forgive me if I've talked for too long, is that he has been covered by artists. Nice. So this he's is great. Co- so interesting. Yeah. 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 He was covered by Mogwai, which is a like, uh, British, Scottish, forgive me, forgive me. Um, you have to say that one right. A Scottish post-rock <laughs> band he was covered by the jam band Fish, and he was covered by Mavis Staples, who's one of my favorite um, gospel singers. And so, yeah, that's a little bit. Wow, that's a little bit of the guy. Awesome, that's so great, Landon. Um, so, can you tell us maybe a little bit about um, what what are some big works that he's known for? Um, I know you mentioned he was a pastor. Is there anything that he sort of did that was significant that we know of? I know we really don't have a lot of information on him, but um, what is he known for? Just for this, this is all. And and this, this Michael Corcoran guy had gone to East Texas because someone had looked at the public records and found that a person named Washington Phillips died in a mental institution in the 1930s in Austin. Whoa. And so someone had print someone had printed that that was the same guy, uh, which is obviously very sad Whoa. and very interesting. But then this this guy who is this researcher, he went to to East Texas and found out that that was actually Washington Phillips' mm-hmm. brother or cousin, and it was not him, which is really sad. I mean, it's just like wow. that's a pretty big piece of information to have printed about you after you're dead. And it was not true. And so it was actually yes. true that he died yeah. of normal circumstances in 1954. Um, but, wow. you know, people can't resist a story. So, um, no, his most significant work mm. is these songs. They've all been released. There's nothing unreleased. There's nothing like there, mm. you know. And there are 20 tracks on my favorite compilation, which is The Key to the Kingdom, which is on Spotify and all of that stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's like a mix like he has a song called Paul and Silas in jail, just like very cool. like Bible, like a I love Bible. all these titles. Yeah. These, these titles sound so cool. Like I feel like I would love his um, lyrics, even if I wouldn't love the music. I know I would love the lyrics because they just all sound yeah. like so spectacular. <laughs> oh, dude, I know. We need to tell Nathan and Gabe Finocchio about this guy because he literally yeah. has a song called The Church Needs Good Deacons. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Could be the soundtrack for the next um, Theos conference. <laughs> it's like the most like logistically pleasing to an organizational person <laughs> worship song of all time. He has... Um, but probably my two favorite songs of his, he has this, just a prayer song and it's called mm. Take Your Burden to the Lord and Leave It There. Mm. And beautiful. it's a beautiful prayer song. It's a meditation. And um, mm. the lyrics are, let me see if I can remember. 
Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. If you trust him and never doubt, he will surely lead you out. And very simple, you know, we're not talking like Emily Dickinson, like <laughs> William Wordsworth stuff. This is like, this is, mm. this is folk music. So these are like, mm. you know, not, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not like, you know, Radiohead mm. obscure poetry. I like stuff like that, but mm. this is, this is like mm. right from the heart, stunning mm. poetry. And then the, um, beautiful. The other song that I really like is called What Are They Doing in Heaven Today? And <laughs> cool. it's what like, a cool thought. <laughs> it is so cool, isn't it? It's like so yeah. creative. It's so yeah. artistic to me that he just is like saying the it's it's what the Psalms feel like to me. Like when I'm reading the Psalms, mm. I'm like, this is so weird. Like it's so <laughs> weird that it says in this worship song, it's like Unity is like oil running down Aaron's beard. I get what that means hermeneutically, but compared to like worship music, <laughs> it's so weird and obscure and I just love it. It's so like not well-rounded and not fit for the masses. And that's like some of this mm. stuff on here. Um, I was in a, um, I was in an electronic Christian band when I was in college because yeah. I was like desperate trying, was desperately trying to like tie together all of the things that I felt into like one unified whole, which was unsuccessful, but it was very cool. It was fruitful. Did you play I, something was, or was, sing or what was your role? I wrote music. I wrote the songs and then nice. I would get singers to um, play with me. And I had a whole band. One time I did it just me DJing and a singer, but I did all the way up to like a seven piece band with a three piece uh, gospel harmony section and it was like cool that was something i don't know it was i don't know it it was fun i had a lot of fun doing it um but the reason i bring that up is because one we covered the song what are they doing in heaven today it struck me <laughs> cool. so much this idea mm -hmm. and I, I i heard it in your voice when i said the idea out loud you like it you caught the mm -hmm. idea Wow, what a mm. what an interesting idea, which is something we're all trying to do mm. when we're writing content or delivering content or speaking to people is, mm. you know, we can walk up on stage and say, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. And that's true. But but how many people are mm. listening or captivated by that? That is a captivating mm. idea, the most beautiful idea in the entire world. But we're responsible not just for like saying truth out loud, but also delivering mm. it to people in a way that they can understand that's mm. creative, that's excellent, that's exciting. And mm. so anyways, that's, that is what I felt. That is what I feel about that song. So beautiful. Yeah, I feel like just every title that you've mentioned, obviously I don't really know anything about him, but that every title that you've mentioned, every lyric, anything, it's just like mind-blowing. And I think, yeah, as you said, that's a mark of a true artist. And I think as Christians as well, it's like Holy Spirit-inspired creativity, um, which is really cool. So... Uh, that's really cool for like some big things. Is there anything that you would say that he has sort of um, done to influence the church throughout history? Um, is Did he sort of change the game in his time? Or do you think um, it's maybe more so that, you know, he was relatively unknown and God's sort of just like lighting a fire to his stuff now and he sort of had a legacy after the fact? Yeah. 
Um, what, what, what was his impact like in his time, do you think? I think very, I think very little. I think very small. And um, I think there's something mm. beautiful about that. I'm a big fan mm. of the artist Nick Drake, who's a folk singer from the 60s and 70s. And he was pretty remarkably unpopular until someone used his song <laughs> in a Volkswagen ad in 2001. And then he was on the Garden State soundtrack. But he had already been dead for 30 years and I think that there is something beautiful for artists about not measuring um, the success of what you're doing based on the current amount that people are listening or care, but mm. rather yeah. based on how good and excellent it is, mm. which I think I love that. the excellence of something is the greatest measure and God can choose what to use it for. Okay, well, sorry, guys. We're having a few little issues with our recording at the moment. But that's all we have from Pastor Landon McDonald uh, on Washington Phillips. If you want to follow Pastor Landon McDonald, he has some great content on Instagram and also on YouTube. So you definitely want to have a look at that. He is um, at, I think, I am Landon McDonald on Instagram and then Pastor Landon on YouTube as well. Lots of great content out there, biblical content, stuff for you to connect with and connect with him as well. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Eagle and Child podcast. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into the Eagle and Child podcast. That's all from us for today. If you want to support us, you can like, subscribe or drop us a review. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Eagle and Child podcast. We'll catch you next time. Much love.